the view on the videos and things. That'll be great, Alex. That'll be great. Aren't, aren't you we are live today. Dream number 62. This one is going to be entitled Venice, and probably because that's mainly what we have for news this week. <laughs> we did have a, a, an update to Venice 12 Cloud. BlackBerry is doing a sale on some of their devices. I actually picked up a device myself, a White Leap, on this 20% deal. So go out there, spend your money on BlackBerry 10, and then laugh at the irony of why we talk about Android for half this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm here today. Just going to be upfront about that one. <laughs> so you got to be. Full disclosure, guys. <laughs> I'm here today with a great cast. We have Brandon Orr up in Canada. How you doing, bro? I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain. Sunny today. Excellent. Good to have you on, man. Alex, how are you doing over there in Buffalo? Doing good. Doing good. Going well. Just keeping busy. Trying to, at least. <laughs> Staying busy. As long as you're not getting into trouble, right? Never. <laughs> And Chris, who's Crackberry's editor-in-chief. How are you doing today, Chris? I can't complain. I kind of slept my Sunday away, so it was very relaxing, and I woke up in time to, to come on here with you guys, so I'm all ready to roll. <laughs> At this point, it's probably your body's just probably learned, like, up, upstream time. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I will say I kind of woke up just from a nap recently as well, so I'm totally understand where you're coming from on that. We, we got a, a lot to talk about, and I want to preface the entire conversation with half of what we are going to talk about is leak-based. So to, Chris put it perfectly in one of his recent posts on Crackbear. Everything at this point that we've seen is probably like rough draft stage. So take that as we continue our conversation here. But we've seen a lot about this BlackBerry Venice device. We've seen software side. We've seen hardware side now. It's starting to shape up. I think the biggest news that dropped at the beginning of the week was that it was tweeted out by Evan Blaze that looks like it's going to hit all four carriers sometime in November. At least that's what the word is so far. What do you guys think about that in terms of how we've seen previous BlackBerry 10 launches? And really, we haven't seen a fully cohesive launch since like the Z10 two years ago. So what, do you guys, what are some of you guys' thoughts? Do you guys think this is something realistic, that BlackBerry will be able to have this device out on all four carriers? I think, you know, in the past with BlackBerry 10, um, it was kind of always somewhat of a risk for a carrier taking it. Just, the, like, a lot of carriers were, will advertise the device, and if they spend all this money in advertising <clears throat> and take up store space and things, and no one buys it, then they kind of wasted their time. But with this, with Android and, and, you know, so many people excited for it, I think they, you know, it's kind of like uh, FOMO, fear of missing out. Um, they don't want to not have it. If someone comes into Verizon and says, hey, you know, I want that new BlackBerry Venice that's running Android, and and Verizon has to say, you know, we don't have it, I, I think uh, they, they want to avoid that. So not surprised that everyone's going to take it, but it is, it is a little bit surprising seeing as it's not a normal thing for BlackBerry. T-Mobile iPhone syndrome all over again. T-Mobile didn't have, yeah. the, have, yep. the, have the iPhone for quite a while, and then, you know, sort of exploded. They basically had to make some deals in order to make it happen. Same with all the other carriers that aren't AT&T. They, they had to make it happen, right? Mm -hmm. Brandon, what are some of your thoughts, man? Do you think it's going to like hit some regions first, or that they're going to have a global kind of day one, bam, here it is? Or do you think it's going to be a more layered experience? Uh, I think it's going to be a bam, day one, here it is, because... It's the first time BlackBerry, if it, it does pan out being an Android device, it's going to be the first time they they bring it out. And really with the mark, you know, something something different. Because we've been kind of reaching a plateau here with uh, handheld devices. Like, no one's really selling ginormous numbers anymore. I mean, Samsung's kind of feeling the pain now. Um, we're at a plateau, and I think the carriers are just looking for anything that can like differentiate the product so that people might be enticed to go buy and I think a lot of people while we get a lot of fanboys who are kind of like you know I'll be pissed off if like it doesn't run Blackberry 10 if it runs Android I think for every one of those people there's a general person out there there's like five or six general people out there who are willing to give Blackberry a shot with Android there's a lot of people I've been reading comments um, online on Engadget and stuff like that where people are like, you know, like, I'm, I'm really excited to try an Android BlackBerry device to, to have that physical keyboard and, you know, 
a it, lot it go, of people it goes always, to show. Yeah. It goes to show really where the market is, is headed right now. There's so much ubiquity out there with like all the touch screens, right? Everyone's got a touch screen device. So as you said, people are kind of getting excited. They're like, this is a different form factor for the same Android I, you know, I use. So yeah. I'm I'm at a point personally where I'm wondering if it's going to be received, right? There's obviously seems to be some interest for it. But again, how do you steer kind of the marketing message behind it? Like, why do why this device? Why a slider and why now? Like, how would you guys vocalize that? Like, imagine you're selling this device to someone and trying to sell them on it. Like, what's your pitch? It's, it's, it's an interesting about. one, especially like, especially when you 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 become accustomed to essentially selling security. Like, let's be realistic. That's what BlackBerry does. They basically sell the idea of security at this point with their consumer handsets, which has done them well. It's served them well in the past, but there's also like. There's also that aspect that people don't really genuinely care about security. They kind of care about security when it's like a little bit too late. You know, everybody everybody reads all these horror stories online recently. Everybody gets upset about them, but then the next day they don't really do anything about it. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I don't know if they're going to continue that exact same message. Like how do you, are you going to continue with saying that you you've gone ahead and secured Android or are they just going to totally play it out to the to the consumer brand at this point? I think, I think hitting the consumer point of it all would probably be their best thing. But you know that that almost creates a mixed message because what we've heard from John Chen and essentially BlackBerry over the past few months is that they're a software and services company. They're not looking to even really bother with consumers. So I don't even know what the pitch could be on that. Like. Yeah. You you could sell a lot of consumers on the idea of it being Android and coming with a physical keyboard. Like if that was me, that would be the message that I would be putting out. But it's not cohesive to BlackBerry's current message. Like if this device actually does appear and it comes up, it's like how do you sell that? Yeah, yeah. They, they they've got to have something there that's like work. You know, like it yeah. has to it has to be some kind of reason like why is it the, the screen curved like why is there a keyboard on it and, and on some of what we've yeah. seen so far we we saw the four slides kind of put into a cube with blackberry hub on android what basically looks like miracast or uh, you know chromecast from a blackberry to different devices a content transfer for blackberry and as well google play all of these envisioned on the venice device so if that's what they're going for, it does seem like it's going to be a pretty kind of substantial Google experience. And Alex has put it on screen for us here. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a weird thing, though, because, like, think of, like, what, in their advertising, something that they, at least when they did advertise occasionally with BlackBerry 10, they would advertise the hub. Like, that was kind of a big deal for the phone. So it's like, do they go and advertise the Venice with the hub and things? But it's like, well, if you can use the hub, on any Android device and any you know iPhone eventually, then do you really advertise that when you're advertising a device, or do you completely disregard that whatsoever? Because that's a software; it's not the hardware. So if you're selling the actual hardware, all you can really focus on is you know the the keyboard, the slide mechanism, the curved screen, the specs. Um, I think they really have to cut out the BlackBerry. I mean. If, if you can get the BlackBerry experience on any Android device, which is what they're obviously planning to do, whether or not it's going to be right out the box or whatever happens with it, do you focus on the BlackBerry experience? Do you focus on the device? Do you focus on both? Like, what what do you do? Uh, okay. Uh, one question. <laughs> one thing I'm just trying to figure out is, like, we're, uh, this obviously inevitably is going to bring up the question of the BlackBerry <coughs> Enterprise Suite or BlackBerry App Suite when we look at this. And, and the way I look at it is that they've got these phones coming out and it seems to, to be like the only thing that's, look, well the main thing that's going to really differentiate this device um, is going to be the fact that it's a BlackBerry build and also those BlackBerry apps that BlackBerry is going to build for Android. But then it begs the question of you know, what's the ongoing maintenance of those apps going to be? Is it, is it just something to get people acquainted with Android and then eventually it's going to kind of, you know, in the future they're going to kind of get, like, leaned off of it and just go straight to the Android aspect of it? Or is there a more long-term 
goal with this this app suite because I'm not quite sure right now based on the information that we have exactly what they're planning to do a subscription model I don't know man I, like if I'm yeah, going it's, it's Android and I have the option to use a free alternative I mean as much as I love the hub I mean it's going to have to be a pretty competitive subscription model if they want me to fork out money for for these apps, right? So, I mean, they've got some legwork to do, even if people do pick up this this phone. I, I, I inevitably see it as being a hardware purchase and then the software game, which what we've been talking about for like the past six months is essentially, oh, BlackBerry's becoming a software uh, company and this move essentially makes them a hardware company instead of a software. <laughs> yeah, right? basically, in my it's, view, Chen, does, Chen like doesn't want to fail. You know, he really doesn't want this business to go under for BlackBerry, especially when he's had such a short time here. He played out the year, he saw how it went. He's like, okay, these are the changes that need to happen, and that's what we're seeing now. Alex has got on screen for us the actual keyboard of the device, which was shown off in a, a leak that followed up. It looks like a BlackBerry keyboard, right? Ooh, ah. I was kind of concerned, are there going to be frets? And would you guys care if they're not frets on the device? Does it, I, do you think I, it matter? I find that, that a really funny question because a lot of people are blowing up about that. And it's like, well, what are frets? Frets kind of in a way, like spacing in between. Sure, there's not like the standalone little strip there, and I guess that is, is that the definition of a quote-unquote fret? Like what is the fret? Because like there's spacing there. I guess, like, doesn't that mean that there's frets? Or is it because there's no little slice off here and this probably isn't metal? Does that mean that's not a fret? Like, yeah. what is a fret? Yeah, fr a fret with a slice off. Is where you're actually going to hold down the string to create the vibration that makes the sound. <laughs> so, really, it doesn't parlay well to a Blackberry, <laughs> yeah. a Blackberry keyboard device that really doesn't have that kind of functionality on it. Yeah, I thought the frets were actually in my per in with my opinion. I thought the frets were the sliced off part that mm -hmm. gave people that added accuracy. Like they had a part that would point out just so that it'd be easier to touch instead of a flat surface, uh, requiring you to apply pressure to the entire button surface area. If you have like a pointed part at the tip, you only have to apply pressure on that small point uh, instead of needing to apply it across the entire button. And that's why I thought kind of gave it that the better user feeling when you're typing on a BlackBerry, in my opinion. I'm not sure if it's right or not. Can I, just, can I just say that people are totally ignoring the fact that the BlackBerry Q5 didn't have any frets and pretty much looked identical to this keyboard yeah. anyway? Mm -hmm. Just saying. But did anybody <laughs> actually ever use a Q5? We, we don't know yet. I think it was yeah. actually a decent device. Um, also, no one got an opportunity to use it. Also, people have be, people have become accustomed to seeing the frets, but it's not as if there wasn't any BlackBerry devices that never had the frets. You know what I'm saying? Because, mm. yeah, I, I, I just pointed to essentially the Q5 as a device that didn't have, fret, have frets, but... Also, the BlackBerry Curve 8320 didn't have frets. The BlackBerry Curve 8300 didn't have frets. All of these curves, the the whole Curve series never had frets. Frets are something that came with the BlackBerry Bold series. So it's not as if that there was ever a device out there that didn't have frets. The very first BlackBerries that were produced didn't have frets. Things change. It's, it, it, it's it funny because if you, if you really look at it, you really want to like just make a joke out of it. Yeah. The BlackBerry 10 virtual keyboards have frets, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so arguably the slider does have frets, just not on the keyboard <laughs> picture, you know? But these are the two devices, and as Chris mentioned earlier, they do look basically identical. I mean, you're going to have a little bit added in. There was another leak that followed the keyboard leak that actually showed off what looked like the, the zero button, which also has a microphone, also having a three-dot overflow, which would match up and pair well with what we already know as the three-dot overflow within BlackBerry native applications that has existed on Android for quite a long period. Yeah, that's the other thing. There's so many people that are focused on these two different keyboards. and I'm not saying that you shouldn't be focused on them, but using it as a point to go ahead and say, oh, well, that's not real, isn't necessarily the, the best, best argument in that case because, you know, that overflow menu is pretty much used in everything these days. 
It's like the hamburger menu, the overflow menu. It's all yeah. it's all over the damn yeah. place. You have to have and, a settings gunner, you know, so all that stuff. Yeah, and at the same time, I do want to I do want to acknowledge it because of the fact that yeah, it could possibly mean that they are implementing some sort of mechanism to be able to go ahead and open the menu directly from the keyboard when you're using the keyboard and the devices, you know, slid open. You know, that, that's not that's not unreasonable, but that doesn't necessarily point to anything else. It's just a three dot menu. If I was if I was trying to access something, and you're you're telling people that yeah, you can use the keyboard, it just makes logical sense to have this button on the damn keyboard as well. Yeah. You know? Do you guys mind if I ask a question? Uh, this might be a silly or, or, or serious question, depending on how you, you view it, but considering they're going to be making these apps, if it is an Android device, um, they're going to be making the hub, uh, calendar, and what was the other one? Contacts? And it looks like uh, probably a BlackBerry 10 keyboard for, for Android. What experiences from BlackBerry 10 do you think would be the hardest for the team to achieve? Um, other than the obvious gestures, like home gestures and stuff like that, uh, what other aspects do you think would be difficult to bring that BlackBerry 10 experience? Because I'm thinking it's it's mostly going to be those gestures that are going to be the tough, the tough things. Um, yeah. A lot of the other stuff is just essentially they've built good apps for BlackBerry 10 users to use with some some good integration. But I'm like, I was really thinking about it, and I'm thinking like. They could bring uh, like maybe ninety percent of what makes um, those cases, those use cases on those apps. They could, if they really put in the time and effort on these Android apps, they could really bring it over. You know, my I main can... my main concern is just basically the BlackBerry Hub. I don't yeah. I don't fully understand how they can implement the BlackBerry Hub in such a way that they do on BlackBerry Ten because on BlackBerry Ten they maintain a lot of control over what APIs and stuff like that are accessible, you know, for better or worse, because obviously we know that the Twitter application is essentially built by BlackBerry. And Facebook is, you know, they, they, have, they, have, uh, they have some say over what goes over that, and basically they have access to those things to be able to say, okay, you need to include this uh, in order for it to be accessible through the hub. If they make a jump to Android, they obviously don't have that exact same accessibility unless they're directly working with these partners to be able to go ahead and pull that same stuff in on an Android solution. So my main concern is like how do they implement the BlackBerry Hub the way that they do on BlackBerry 10 on Android when it may not ne they may not necessarily have the exact same sort of relationships with these developers, you know? Yeah, there's so many um, apps within the Hub currently on BlackBerry 10 that I'm using that like think about Pushbullet. So it's not going to be natively in the hub. Pushbullet would probably have to integrate an extension, if BlackBerry even allows for it, um, to access the hub. Like if I, if I'm, the hub kind of becomes fragmented. Then if I'm using the hub for Facebook, uh, Mail, Twitter, and a few other things, and then it's like, well, then you have to use the native, you know, notification method of Android for <laughs> other things like Pushbullet or Instagram and or whatever else. Uh, so Alex, yeah. Um, the way I'm viewing it is, um, I know Pebble, um, and Android. What's the Android equivalent of their wearables? What's it called? Android Wear. Android Wear. Um, I know they. There's an API in Android. Android that lets um, developers have access to all your notifications and messages that come for the, from those notifications. So, like, I don't see any difficult from them getting those apps to show up in the hub like we see uh, right here in these examples. I don't see any difficulty from that aspect. Mm -hmm. um, I think the biggest difficulty is going to be from the interaction aspect, like uh, being able to reply to stuff straight from yeah. the hub. I think it's essentially going to just send you to the app, like, as if it was a notification center. So okay, so you think, so I mean, right here, if you click on Twitter, for instance, you think that it it's not going to do an overlay, it's going to actually no, just it's gonna switch over to the Twitter, Twitter app? Twitter app. Yeah, it's going to send you to the Twitter app. I think, but, I think Android ha has had some invocations, like the layer on top. Some apps allow for that, though, where you could be in one app and then you can invoke another app to, to go over it. I know that's something that we take for granted on BlackBerry 10. Um, but I do think in some forms, I, I'd really be amazed if they didn't, you know, get yeah. similar functionality going with the hub. 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that they can't do it. I'm just saying that like, I don't know how they're gonna ha- if it's gonna be as feature rich as what it is on BlackBerry Ten. Yeah. Or if it's just gonna be like, I don't know. Like, let's say for example, they're basically hijacking the Android notifications to create the hub. That's pretty much the only way that I can think of how they would actually implement it. Yeah. Rather than getting regular notifications from Android, you're basically hijacking the notifications for the apps and then pushing them directly to the hub. If that so makes like, sense. Yeah. I mean, if you pull down from the top, are you still going to see, are you going to have duplicates of all yes. of these notifications? Yeah, that's, that's what I feel so. is going to happen. And, and here's, where, here's where it comes to me, guys. I think it's honestly, and this is hopeful that BB10 is still a viable thing going forward here, right? Because we really don't know what's going to happen with BB10. Are they going to develop it on the side, keep it enterprise-focused? Or you know where they're going to go with their OS offering as a core product and service, but if they go forward, is it going to really be a full-fledged device as Chris mentioned? Like it's going to basically be a gateway drug to BlackBerry 10. It's like I like what I'm kind of getting here on this Android device. Yet BlackBerry 10 still is kind of like the best experience you can get for productivity and so and whatnot. So you guys think it's going to have any lead over people looking at an Android device? run with BlackBerry software and then jump to maybe real BlackBerry software, like, all the way? No. <laughs> I think I think those Android users will adopt Android-based uh, BlackBerry, and, like, they'll either love it or they'll hate it. It's going to be one of those things. They'll be like, BlackBerry really screwed up on this, or they'll be like, BlackBerry really did good on this, and I, I like what they're offering, and then they'll continue to stick with it. Right. I don't think anybody's going to jump from an Android device to a BlackBerry 10 device. That's just not going to happen because they've yeah. used out so much. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. I mean, this is just... Uh, they're throwing things at the wall. They're just trying to have a shot here with Android, like bringing out a device, trying to just like differentiate it a bit and see, just see if they can get some profit uh, from hardware. And if it doesn't work out, then I think they're just going to leave the whole game because if their plan is to, to start building, like, Android software and apps, you don't need to have hardware. You don't have to have your skin in the game and hardware to provide that functionality, to provide that gateway drug type of feeling that uh, James was talking about. You can provide those apps on existing hardware. So that, like, they're, not, they're not mutually connected um, in this case. And so I think it's just them trying to see if they can make profit using hardware. If they can't, I, I fully believe they're just going to drop hardware altogether. Maybe keep BlackBerry 10 for, for for super secure instances. You know, I've had the same kind of thought. Is this kind of security that BlackBerry offers with BlackBerry 10, is this really something that a consumer even needs, right? This really is something tailored for like a government the top corporation, right? So why is this in the hands of general consumers? Like, there should be a more consumer option for some of those users. I'm still of the camp, though, that BlackBerry 10 is fine for me. Like, I don't need the apps. I really don't need Google going through my data. I'm pretty okay with BlackBerry 10 right now. Aside from those couple apps, I mean, it has an Android runtime. I mean, could performance be better? Yes, but I'm pretty satisfied with it. It sounds to me like most of you guys are going to go make that jump officially when it happens, just to try it out at least. Do you guys think you're honestly going to stick with it? Do you think it's going to be good enough? I, again, that's obviously something we're going to have to see, but I, I have a, a I have a good enough feeling because BlackBerry is a, a is a large company. Like they've they've been in the game for a while now. They're not stupid. I feel like if they are fully changing their strategy to go over and be kind of an Android, not a fork, but um, you know, a launcher kind of thing. I think they're going to work really, really hard to get it working to a level that people who are used to BlackBerry will appreciate. Um, I, maybe I have too much faith in them, but realistically, <laughs> I think... I, but really, though, like, if they are seriously focusing on this, and if it's like, rather than having to spend all of your time building a complete OS, you're just focusing on, like, four apps, like Calendar, Hub, uh, Contacts, or even three apps, whatever it, it may be, just focusing your efforts on three apps as opposed to entire OS, I think they're going to be able to really refine it and, and probably even get some functionality better than what we're used to on BlackBerry 10 because they just have less to you know focus on. Do you yeah, guys think these sure. apps are going to be available to everyone? Like I could go in the store under BlackBerry's account and find them? Or do you think it's going to be attached to a Bez, the productivity suite that we're seeing? Oh, and then, and then you have to buy our hardware 
if you want it otherwise. So if you don't want those services, uh, there, you think it's going to be everywhere. Yeah, it's going to be way too complicated. Yeah. They're a software company, right? That's what they're saying. If you're a software company <clears throat> and you start tying your software to hardware, like what they did with BlackBerry in the past, then that's yeah. that's not what they're thinking about. They, I, all over again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think they're not stupid now. They've learned from their mistakes. Yeah. Yep. Plus, let, you know, even if some... I don't think that they could totally lock it down in the way that they have in the past because we all know that APK files work entirely differently and can be extracted mm -hmm. and so on. Yeah. All it takes is the right people to look at that code and that whole premise just gets kind of shot. But I think, uh, James, when you ask me if, and I think most of us here can probably agree to this, when you ask us whether it, like, whether we're gonna jump over when it comes out. I mean, like we're all we all talk about BlackBerry. We we do this. We live and breathe BlackBerry. So obviously, we're gonna get the newest uh, the newest product that they have like that. And we're kind of obligated to. Obligated to, but we're we're obviously gonna be there and you know trying to see what's new about it and and, and take their word for it and see what they what they're gonna bring us, but. I think that's a general bias that we have here. I think most people, it's just only time will tell whether they're going to actually... Like, like, I, like I've, bought a, I've bought a BlackBerry 10 device. I invested hundreds of dollars, you know, on shop BlackBerry to get yeah. an experience, to get those apps yeah. already. Yet, you're going to sell me a device that has the same stuff, same hardware, but so to speak, but yeah. downgrade the software experience and take, that, take things away from me. Like, like Chris said, it's all about how it's going to be executed. And if they don't replicate BB10 well, I don't care. I really don't. I'm going to stick with BB10. I'll have it on the side. I'll play with it, whatever. But I'm, I'm still going to run daily on a BB10 probably. I think that's I the other thing. I don't see other enough thing. motivation to move over, you know? I think that's the other thing is that everybody, you know, once this news started circulating, everybody figured that BlackBerry 10 was going to, like, disappear. Well, unfortunately, BlackBerry 10, you know, I shouldn't say unfortunately. That's not the right word. <laughs> I was going to say unfortunately BlackBerry 10 is not going to disappear, but that's not the right word. That's not what I want to say. <laughs> Fortunately. Fortunately, BlackBerry 10 isn't going to disappear, and all of your devices that you previously purchased are obviously still going to work, just like BlackBerry OS. Now, that's where I say unfortunately, because I would like to see BlackBerry OS just totally disappear. But, you know, whatever. Uh, BB10 is obviously going to continue, and they they still have they still have some commitments to fill there to all of the people who who have bought BlackBerry 10 devices. So it's not going to like totally just disappear. You can't wipe it off the face of the earth. If you could do that, then I, I believe that they probably would have did that with BlackBerry OS a long time ago. <laughs> Your device gets sucked of its software yeah. soul, and it's yeah. just a brick. Let's, let's not forget, like as far as I know, like this is all leaked information, but none yeah. of it is one hundred percent confirmed yet. Yeah, and and that's part of the other thing is that people start seeing all this information and they draw their own conclusions, and you know there there's this. A certain level of responsibility there with that because obviously blogs and stuff like that are putting that information out there. As much, you know, as much as we try and say that it's a rumor, it's not confirmed. There are people who see this stuff and they're like, "That's it, BlackBerry's done. I'm not buying no devices." Like all you have to do is take one look through the CrackBerry forums and you can see people are already upset about it, right? <laughs> some are loving the idea, some are absolutely hating the idea, some are ready to just basically leave BlackBerry tomorrow. But but you look outside of the CrackBerry forums and you see great things. So Yeah, like, people are genuinely excited that this yeah. device could possibly exist. Like even on Android Central, I did the Android Central podcast the other day. And, uh, you know, Jerry Hildebrand over at Android Central is actually excited to have this device appear because of the fact that he, you know, most people don't know it, but he used to use a BlackBerry Curve years ago before he started getting into to Android. And it, it he, he still tells me to this day it was one of his favorite devices because of the fact that it was simple and it was easy to use. And, you know, it, it did everything that he needed it to. And... If he lost it while he was going fishing, then he didn't have to worry about it. And now he's now that he's into the Android world, he's excited to see what BlackBerry has to offer. And he's not the only one. Like the comments on Android Central and, and you know various other Android Central, uh, sorry, Android sites have been very positive and receptive to it. You know, I th I think that like people people have used BlackBerry in the past, which 
a very large majority of people in general have used BlackBerry at one point in time, whether it was a Curve or whatever. And when they had that device, they probably experienced part of the BlackBerry experience. So, you know, when people think BlackBerry, it's kind of a negative connotation, but it's also a positive connotation that's yeah. like, I do miss that device a little bit. So it's like when you hear not, oh, BlackBerry built a new OS and it's going to be interesting because that's not enough. If it's like, hey, I'm a, an Android user and I'm thinking about buying the next phone with all these Samsung Galaxies coming out now this time of the year, and they hear, wait, BlackBerry is making an Android phone? They Alex, will actually like feel, feel something uh, about that. Alex, that's exactly how people were feeling. Uh, leading up to the BBM launch, like a lot of people are like, you know what? Like I sent my first like my first few messages like over yeah. mobile uh, when I was in high school over BBM. Like I'm so excited to have it back. Um, of course, we all saw what we all saw what happened with the BBM launch. Uh, it was uh, a terrible yeah. launch. The way they handled the it though. But those, um, yeah. those are the evo emotions that BlackBerry needs to invoke in people. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it's realistically what is missing from BlackBerry right now. BlackBerry does not have that love that they once had. It's still there in the background, but it, it's basically because people are looking at it as, oh, it's a BlackBerry device, and the OS still isn't up to par with the other offerings. As soon as you put something that that basically puts them on par with the other offerings, people people start to remember. They they. They look back and they're like they they start to remember the positive things about BlackBerry, and that that gives them the idea like hey maybe this whole Android thing could work and maybe maybe I really do miss the keyboard and maybe BlackBerry could actually pull this off because you no longer have that app ecosystem to worry about you no longer have you know the BlackBerry limitations that were there previously to worry about unless you're a storm owner and then chances are you probably never want to look at another BlackBerry device again <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's, it's that reversal of fortune that I think BlackBerry is headed toward right now. It's yeah. like we had a native OS with a little bit of Android. Now we have an Android OS with a little bit of BlackBerry. And yeah. It's literally yeah. just totally just switched the formula, and they're going to see how it works for them. And I think honestly, as you guys have said already, the receptivity is gonna, seems to be up there. Can they execute it? Will it come out right? And will it ultimately bring the core user base they have, will, will it bring them over? We've seen a lot of stuff going around about a Passport 2. Oh, come on. I can't, I can't even get my head around it, you know? I think at this point we're seeing Android on a Passport. Yeah, for you're, testing not, reasons, you know? you're not seeing a Passport 2. You're seeing a Passport for testing reasons, as James said. <laughs> yeah, so why, why else would you be running it on, like... Uh, silver edition. Why it doesn't make sense, right? Yeah, I mean, if they were to launch something in the future, I, I would hope it would have a little bit more differentiation than just that. But Alex has some of the images loaded up here. This kind of leads us into a conversation about some APKs that were also leaked to be running on the Venice. You can imagine maybe some of the apps are going to be the same. We see BlackBerry Safeguard, a contacts app, of course, something called email that kind of almost looks like the BlackBerry Hub icon that we have on the device. We've seen the APK link show BlackBerry Buy, BlackBerry Launcher, and a couple other applications as well. Docs2Go. Yeah, Docs2Go Docs is on there as well. I mean, Docs2Go has been on Android, really. Yeah, so. Docs2Go Docs yeah. is already an Android app, but it is yeah. interesting that it appears there. And, and, and then, yeah. and then with the camera, and I really like the BB10 camera for a lot of reasons. I wonder with better software on the back end, if you're not even going to get an even better, like... You know, I love the little peak camera and things like that, and mm -hmm. the, you know, the quick share and delete. Whether we're going to see some of that stuff trickle down, I don't know. Maybe they're just reinvesting some of their core assets onto Android, and that's as far as it'll go. But for me, what I'm looking at right now just looks weird. It doesn't look natural, right? No, it doesn't. Yeah. It, it really just seems awkward, and BB10 is built in such a way that it just makes sense, the way the whole, the whole OS moves together. And from what at least we've seen so far, it really doesn't look like it's a cohesive thing. On a, on a, on a slider device, I can see it. I can definitely see it. But it doesn't look like this is going to be a standard kind of uh, experience, right? Definitely not a stock Android experience on the slider if it does come out as such. No, and I don't think anybody was really expecting that, right? Like nobody expected just BlackBerry to throw out a, a, a straight-up Android device without no customizations at all, did they? 
it's funny because people take what they see, and what they see is a device that has zero BlackBerry apps on it rendered on the screen, right? Yeah. So they're like, oh, so it's a, you know, they're running like, stock Android, and, and of course we know, we know. You, you know what, though? I mean, like, from a business perspective, that might not even be, like, in all seriousness, that might not even be such a bad no. decision if you think about it. Like, they don't have to spend any resources on the software. They all, they're already making hardware that's not selling, if they just flash it with the Android OS and make sure the keyboard works, um, they're providing an Android device, which apparently everybody has been asking for, the market has been asking for, and it has that iconic keyboard um, that BlackBerry is known for, uh, which the, people seem to really want. As we're want. talking so I mean, about like this right now, I'm, as we're talking about it right now, I'm watching a video of it on the device right now. <laughs> it's like a 10-minute-long like video. Brandon, you bring that up, and I think it's it's a, a weird thing with that, though, because, like, well, that kind of makes you a hardware manufacturer, because hardware manufacturers don't really care about the software running on it, yeah. for the most part, and then it's like BlackBerry doesn't want to be a hardware manufacturer, and you can start creating fragmentation. It's like, oh, you have a BlackBerry device? Oh, and it runs pure Android, vanilla Android? That's a little bit weird. Whereas if someone says, oh, you have a BlackBerry device? Oh, it has, like, the hub, and it, and it has, you know, a BlackBerry launcher? Well, that's interesting. Just like when you buy, you know, whatever phone and it's running Cyanogen mod, like that's oh, kind of like the. But, like I'm almost, a... I'm almost looking at it from like, a, <coughs> like a freedom of mobility kind of solution where like you buy the hardware and you yeah. can choose what OS you want to put on it. Like, if they were to go and be like on Shop BlackBerry, you can buy the Passport and you can choose what OS you want. You know how much of a revolution, like in terms of mobile like OS is on mobile devices that's going to be, that would be huge if people yeah. could have the choice to pick what they want to use on their device. That would be then, interesting. I don't know. disagree with that, but I also I also find problems in maintaining that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you have to think of the customer service side aspect of that. If somebody goes ahead, let's say for example I go ahead and I buy a passport running, well let's use a Venice instead. Don't want to continue with the passport nonsense as of yet. Um, let's say I buy a Venice and I go to Shop Blackberry and I say that I want Android on it, okay? And I get this device and it's not exactly all it's cracked up to be and I changed my mind. You know, and now I want to go ahead and load Blackberry 10 onto it. Do they provide me with a path to be able to upgrade it to well, not even upgrade, you know. Do I did they provide me with a path to be able to change it? Directly yeah. from my house, or do I have to send my device back? What What's the scenario there? You know, as I as much huge, Absolutely. yeah. As much as I, I I love Brandon's idea to be able to go ahead and do that, and it would be revolutionary because nobody else has done it as of yet. It also provides a lot of problems that could arise from that situation because people. Everybody knows how people are. We're people ourselves. Yeah. Uh, you know, change we, your mind. We change our mind. Yeah, and, you know, as soon as the next shiny thing comes along, we're on top of that. And yeah, whatever it, else. We're if doing. Android, what? Uh, um, and if Android N comes out and people are running the Venice, do they like? Well, I want to develop or put the developer preview of N on my device because I'm anxious. And it's like, well, you can't do that because you're running the BlackBerry device. And then it starts getting this whole weird thing just because you want to test something out. And then obviously you probably can't be throwing around a bunch of different operating systems on it because that's rooting it. And then that's like, well, BlackBerry security, like the whole point of this is supposed to be they secured Android to an extent. So if you're going throwing around operating systems, well, that's not really securing Android. Also, to Brandon's point about like just offering a pure vanilla Android device, let's just let's just roll with this and say let's what if BlackBerry was to actually go ahead, release the Venice as basically a pure Android device, put it on the market, and say, here it is. It's nothing but stock Android. And then they charged you, essentially, for the BlackBerry experience, like we've seen what seems to be their intent. They want to basically go ahead and charge people for these productivity suites through the BlackBerry experience suite. What if they just threw out a, a pure Android device and then if you wanted the BlackBerry experience, you gotta pay for like the app or you know, whatever. You gotta pay you gotta buy a Bez in order to get that. 
it's, I'm <laughs> so conflicted with with the uh, thought process like that in two ways. Like I love it in one way, but then the next, it's like security. Like to get everyone using the hub and relax. Like oh, I love the hub. If you charge even a dollar for it, you know yeah. so many people are going to be turned off by it. Yep. So do you go by the user base, which right now everyone's focusing on users. So if BlackBerry can say, oh, we have 300 million users using the hub software then there might be some benefit to that. But then it's like, when do you ever make money? What does that benefit from you? That doesn't mean people are going to go and buy BlackBerry hardware now. Like, it's so, like, I'm really interested to see what they decided to do with this BlackBerry experience and how well, they're I going to make money. The, the, the smartest way to go about it is if you want the BlackBerry experience, you have to buy our Android hardware. Otherwise, get it through the Bez as an add-on get, service to get a customer the that may actually buy it, yes. But get it through the Bez, or can can you at least buy it, like have it for like a $10 a year thing and you get all of it through through the Android, you know, Google Play Store? Like, do you really want to just pigeonhole your customers and say, get BlackBerry or you can't get it unless you get on Bez? Some people might not know how to get on Bez or want to get on Bez, but they just want the BlackBerry experience. Then I feel buy, like it's not a smart... BlackBerry Android. It's just not a smart <laughs> software company yeah. move, though. Yeah. So, so you want it like BBM meetings where it's just everywhere and subscription based, right? Kind of. Like it seems like the only – as a software company, I feel like it's the only thing that really makes sense. But then – The profitability aspect of all this is very – is definitely uh, a big question mark at this point. We, we don't know the what – The whole damn situation do. is a um, question mark. Yeah. <laughs> let's, be, let's be frank here. I mean this has been a question mark for – Quite a long time already. I mean, this is news like uh, App Suite hasn't been a new news for a while now, and it's still a big question mark how a lot of these things are going to come to play. I mean, it was a question mark before BBM, BBM meetings came out, and that came out, and it was a subscription-based model, um, which also had kind of some weird things around that as well. How, uh, for instance, like the subscription was user. It, it was tied to one user, but one user could have a subscription and have four other users, whatever, in that same chat who don't need a subscription. Um, so there was some confusion about it from that aspect, right? Um, there's, I'm sure there's going to be confusions with this new app coming out, but once again, I, I just don't see how they're gonna how they're gonna do it. Because on one hand, they wanna they wanna get people. I mean, if they're coming out with this hardware, they want to get people to purchase this hardware. At the same right. time. They're putting all these resources into the software, so they want to be able to have people purchase this software. Um, but you really you don't want to you don't want to shut down avenues for people to obtain one or the other, right? Um, which it it almost works counterintuitively in one sense because if the software is that good, um, you want it to be an incentive for people to buy the hardware. Um, in which case you wouldn't sell it uh, standalone. So it's very, it's it's an interesting thing, and it's a big question mark, and we'll just see how it goes. But dude, you can say it; it's all fracked up. It's very, it's very <laughs> it's all fracked up. Like, no, I'm, I'm not gonna lie; like Chen, like his whole strategy is just very cloak and dagger, and and to, uh, yet, like, what's it been? Like a year and a half, or like two years since he's joined? Yeah, he's he's going on two years. Going on two years. Yeah. Actually, and I still I think have it, not seen any concrete. November. Like I haven't seen any concrete path forward. Like it, like definitely things feel a lot more positive than they were. You know, two years ago when the stock price was at like five dollars. But I mean, I still I don't have any concrete idea of what their path going forward really I'm, is, especially in this side of the game. Uh, which is arguably the only thing that anybody who's been following them from before he came on um, really cares about, realistically. I'm honestly exhausted from all this talk. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. Like, there's there's not much in, in this world that gets me exhausted. And, like, just, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things for, like, the tech world. But I'm honestly exhausted from discussing this whole Android stuff because of the fact that there has been very little to go on in terms of actual concrete information. Like, there's so many people that bombard me with questions and emails and stuff like that, and it's like, nobody knows. Like Brandon said, he's all very cloak and dagger about everything, and they're realistically, when you look at the grand scheme of it, even, even with all of these leaks that are coming out, 
and all these little glimpses and stuff like that, it still offers us no concrete information no. as to what BlackBerry's actual plan is. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and at least so it seems to all be like carrier side. So it's it's BlackBerry trying to promote to the carrier to support the device, right? So again, it's it's tailored toward that end and what it can do. And we're not really seeing what the actual cleaned up, polished marketing is going to look like. And hopefully there is some. I mean, I'd assume you want to get your carrier partners to invest some money in it. Just like we saw some commercials roll out with you know different carrier branding at the end of it. Do you guys think, at least for BlackBerry 10, that we're going to stop seeing the commercial support of it going further? I mean, we have them talking about 10.3.3, but do you guys see any like big update coming in BlackBerry 10's future and, and why? You think no. it's going to be an Android no. endeavor here out? Look, I mean, at this point, I think what we have now, I know for a fact that they've gone ahead and they, you know, they, they sort of toss it out there as like a little little bone to BlackBerry 10 users that 10.3.3 exists. However, there's pretty much virtually no information about that OS. It hasn't shown up in analytics. It's not even showing up in download reports. Like even today, I looked at at, at the uh, the CB10 app downloads for like the past month, month, which gives you, any developer knows, it gives you a listing of like the downloads, the number of the downloads, it gives you a listing of the devices that they all came from. No personal information, but you know, the OS's that are, it's running. There's nothing there in regards to 10.3.3, you know? There's no breakdown. I heard rumors that there was essentially possibly some devices that were showing up. In over 30,000 downloads of the CB10 app, there is not a single sign of any new devices. There's not a single sign of any new operating systems that are being pushed out. So, you know, everything at this point in regards to BlackBerry 10 seems like uh, it's pretty much at a standstill. Now, if you were to go through the BlackBerry forums, whatever, you know, there are developers out there saying that they've communicated with BlackBerry in terms of, like, okay, this item is specifically fixed in 10.3.3. However, where is it? You know, there's no sign of it. The, the development processes have essentially all stopped at this point. You know, there's, there's tools that are, are reaching end of life right now. There's the whole QT thing where QT isn't even essentially moving forward. QT Creator, which helps BlackBerry 10 developers go ahead and create apps, no longer even supports BlackBerry 10. They dropped it with the last update. Granted, that was not, you know, that was not an official BlackBerry-supported tool or anything like that. But literally, they they took the support out of QT Creator because there was no maintainer for the actual BlackBerry 10 side of things. So obviously, you know, these things are stalling at this point in time. I don't know how much more could get laid out in terms of BlackBerry 10 support that could be placed on hold. Like it, it seems as though that everything has pretty much reached a standstill in regards to BlackBerry 10 support at this point. And yeah, like I, I said, like I said, there there are plenty of people out there who will argue with me and say that I'm absolutely wrong that there are things going on. However, we're not seeing them in any any sort of grand capacity. So where is it? You know? Just just look at the beta. Like we brought this up before. Look at what's going on in the beta. They they introduced this big, you know, BB10 beta, and there has not been an actual update that's been significant in the slightest slightest bit in so long. And even when there was, it was like such a minor maintenance, like fixed a few bugs or like one bug or whatever. They're really not pushing anything with these updates. And then like look at the the contacts app for instance. Like it still has quite a bit, you know, bugs and people bring up too like is is you know this gonna have the Blackberry 10 experience? Is this phone, this Android phone is gonna have the Blackberry 10 experience like the can or the contacts? Are they going to you know, if they have more time to focus on contacts, will they be able to get a better experience on Android for contacts app than they will even have on BB10? Because they're not updating the BB10 contacts app. So, like, if they're focusing their efforts on the calendar and, and the hub and everything, I think we're going to start getting a better experience on Android for these individual apps in some capacity. Yeah. And that's just a really weird thing to experience. And the you tools. The BBM right now, you know. The yeah. tools. Yeah. The- the tools on Android are getting significantly better each and every single time. Like, you know, 
Yeah, all, of, all of these apps, all of, all, of, all of these ecosystems like iOS and Android are moving forward. Even Windows 10 at this point yeah. is moving forward. You know, it's arguable about, about Windows 10 because they're essentially sort of taking the same BlackBerry 10 path by running APK files and iOS files, but whatever. That's aside from the point. It's, they can get more out of Android at this point, seemingly. Yeah. You know? Like the other day I was looking, like I, ha I own a Pebble, it's... Uh, like a few people know, I, like I have Pebble integration in my apps and stuff, and and um, I know the guy who makes Talk to Watch, which is the native BlackBerry 10 app that gets you Pebble to to communicate with your BlackBerry 10 device. And I was using it and stuff, and I love the app; it's great. I love using it on my BlackBerry device. Granted, it is missing some stuff that the Android version has has. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, you know what? Like I, I have my Pebble. Um, and I really like it a lot with my BlackBerry 10, but if I do get Android, I'm really going to be able to get, you know, that full usability of this watch that I have. And not only that, maybe I can get a better watch like uh, Android Wear watch. Um, and then it got me thinking, it's like, wait, but BBM also has integration with Android Wear, so <laughs> maybe I'll get a better experience because I mostly use BBM um, after this whole Android changeover. Right, and so it really got me thinking that it's not necessarily all bad if this does pan out. I mean, if there was something to happen, you know, an OS to switch to, you know, there's there's billions of people who use Android and love it. So I mean, we're not gonna be like desolate people who don't have anything to you know to use and stuff. I mean, we'll get through <laughs> it. It's just it's just you know like it. It does bring up a lot of questions in terms of security, which is which is the main sticking point for BlackBerry. It's just I don't know where I stand in terms of, you know, protecting my information if I do go Android, and and with Apple, I also don't know where I stand in terms of my security there as well. Um, and, and it's just I just kind of feel like there there is that void in the market if, if BlackBerry 10 does end up going. But what away. about this? What about this? Okay. Because it seems as though that a lot of people have forgotten this. And granted, it's understandable that people have forgotten about it. But BlackBerry worked with Samsung to go ahead and create the Secu tablet. That seems like a pretty secure Android. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, that's true. <laughs> so they've already secured Android. <laughs> yeah, there's a you know. It goes it, back to your Exynos, you know, conversation where those those drivers already exist for that software on chip. Exactly. Can, can they go somewhere else and replicate the same experience outside of Qualcomm and really up the specification? Again, everything we've talked about so far has been leak based. You know, there's really and no nothing substantial as of yet. But we are getting there. We're seeing more and more, and uh, I'm sure Chris and myself will be posting up a. The video of what looks like this Android launcher running on uh, on the BlackBerry SE device. So there's definitely some good stuff coming on. I appreciate having everyone on for the conversation about the BlackBerry Venice. We look forward to speaking with you guys next week. Thanks for watching. Take it easy. Later. Peace out. Hey.